2: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals. What up, world?
3: It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. So make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. More lines, more props, more odds than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. A super-duper fun show for you today. As promised, Trailblazers rookie and Summer League standout Jabari Walker joins the program. We're going to chat all episode long, so let's just get into it. Joining me now, Trailblazers forward Jabari Walker. Jabari, thanks so much for joining the program.
4: Thanks for having me.
3: How you doing, man? You've just finished wrapped up practice. How would you describe your sort of first week of the taste of professional basketball?
4: It's been great, like above expectations. It's been everything I wanted it to be. Uh, I've been able to experience kind of how the flow is in the NBA setting, um, getting to know the guys, um, the coaching staff, just getting to prove a little bit of what I can do. Uh, earned a roster spot and a very good contract. So uh, it's been everything that I can imagine.
3: Uh, this time last week, I bet I don't know if you pictured yourself here. Uh, did you? Before we talk about the game like did did you think you were headed for a two-way contract when you showed up here in in, for training camp and stuff?
4: I had I had no clue honestly like the night I got drafted I I just assumed that that's going that late that's just kind of what it is. Right. And then uh, my agent was like well there's some possibility and I was like okay well uh, all I can do is just um, just practice hard and and show what I can bring to the team and I let the, my agents figure that out. So, um, at a certain point, they're like, "Well, it's looking good. Uh, they really, they really like you. They want to invest in you." And uh, I didn't really look much into it, so I just went out there and just, just played because you can't play thinking about right stuff that you can't control like that. So, um, everything played, played a part, and I think the play did help. It just, it just uh, made them even more excited to have me as a full part of uh, the roster. So, uh, it worked out perfectly.
3: Yeah, I'll say it. If you can't, like, you made yourself half a million dollars. You, you played yourself <laughs> in half a million dollars. Like, it's you. You had a good. You had this week where they didn't have to worry about it. They said this dude is an NBA player. How would you? How do you f- feel like you have played just basketball wise in this first week?
4: Um, I, I feel like I've like shown pieces of how I can impact, just like um, playing off the ball, knocking down shots, and rebounding, play with energy just, like, doing all those things. Like, I feel like it translates to even playing with guys like Dame and, uh, yeah, just all all of those guys.
3: What's – sort of what has the feedback been from the coaches? Like, what do they want to see from you when you're just sort of getting around the team for
4: the first time? Um, I'm going to try to get out there early just to work my body so that um, I'm kind of ahead when training camp comes. But they've just been – it's just been all good things right now. Like, I don't really – think they know what to ex- what to expect when I was coming in so um I kind of went above expectations and now uh, they're getting a little bit of what I can do and then that's where they'll start expecting even more come training camp
3: have you hit your expectations
4: I, I hit a little bit of them like um coaches that I've that have known me for a while like oh I didn't I didn't know you you were able to do that or I didn't know that's how you played I just feel like um at this level i'm able to uh showcase more a little freely um and yeah i just i feel like I've, I've i'm just scratching the surface there's i still have to put everything together
3: you so like you think there's more to your game i think you were kind of build as like a rebounder coming out obviously you scored a bunch your sophomore year in college but a rebounder you think you've you've got more to it there's more juice we've certainly seen a little bit of it
4: yeah just like like when I get a, a big switches on me, just being able to to go by them and, and score, um, I think there's there's more of that. I think there's more low post scoring that I did in college that I could, that translates here. There's mid post uh, game that I have whenever I whenever I need to have it, um, and if I'm in a situation where I need to go one on one, then I feel like I'm a good one on one scorer. So um, I'm prepared for any situation that where that comes about. But um, until, until that's needed to be showcased, then I'll keep doing the, the things that I need to do.
3: You've had a pretty good week. You've, you've, done, you've done all right for yourself. When I talked to Coach Boyle, I interviewed your college coach earlier this week, and he said that he thinks you could be, um, that some of the NBA game, might take away your really good offensive rebounding skills. You have a really good nose for the ball. You're a great offensive rebounder, but the league doesn't prioritize offensive rebounding. They prioritize getting back on defense. That is just the nature of NBA basketball. Do you think if that part of your game or any parts of your game maybe are different in college, like you don't get post touches or whatever, do you think there's more you can expand on? Like, I know you said you could be, maybe the NBA game suits you better. How does it suit you better?
4: Uh, I think just like with the, with more spacing, um, there's usually the corners are are pretty open, and I'm good with knowing when to cut with penetration. It's kind of it's it's tough in college because a guy can play two people sometimes, and and now it's it's quicker decisions, and I'm I'm really good at the quick decision drives or quick decision cuts, and it's just kind of black and white at this level. Um, it, the game just kind of tells you what to do
3: give me a sense of that. Like what is, you're in the corner, you see someone trying to split the difference, right? There's helping over there. What, what is your read to know? I'm parked in the corner versus I'm crashing.
4: Yeah. um, Well, if my right away, if I see my guy has his, has his uh, head turned to me and he's looking at my point guard, if my point guard is driving towards the middle, I have an option to stay in the corner or do a back cut. And if he kind of plays up and tries to, uh, Stunned at the guard a little bit. I'll I'll dash real quick to the to the basket and has um, been wide open a bunch of times.
3: Yeah. Today's show was brought to you by Bet Online. More lines, more props, more odds than ever before. Any sport you're looking for, WNBA action, MLB action. Uh, American soccer, the North American soccer leagues like MLS and the NWSL, you're going to find it there, plus tennis, plus golf, plus all of your combat sports that you're into. Plus, if you sign up for a free account today, you can read their articles that make you a smarter, better, and have a better chance to win some money. So go take advantage today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, you meant, okay, you had a pass. We got to talk about this play. Kyle steals the ball. Mm-hmm. You guys go the other way. You euro through the lane. You throw it behind your head. T- take me through that read. Uh, this is like the highlight of summer league. You've played great. You've played great. But this was the play where I was on my couch, you know, here in back here in Portland. And I was like, let's go. Uh, this, <laughs> this one got me hyped. Take me through that play.
4: Yeah. Um, i seen him get the steal and I know we had numbers and, I know I wanted him to be the person to to finish the play. Um, I trust him drilling the ball, but I, I felt more comfortable making a decision and in, in just open space like that. So I started calling his name. Um, I kind of got the first first defender out the way, and then it was a decision on whether I wanted to, to lay it up if the defender came and fully committed or dish it off. And the whole time I saw him kind of right there uh, at the corner of my eye. Then the second defender, after I got past the first one, just kind of jumped and tried to contest it so I saw him and I just kind of trusted my instincts
3: and threw it behind your head no look you enjoyed it though I could tell after you made the play you were trying to keep it cool like yeah yeah I can do that that's part of the bag and then when your team you saw the bench go nuts you couldn't hold it in anymore you had to celebrate a little bit that was pretty fun
4: huh yeah it was was really fun Uh uh-huh yeah um that's just kind of the the fun part about the game uh when we went uh, before the games, we talk about just enjoying ourselves and don't take the fun part away. So that was that was a little example of that.
3: Yeah, I, I love the uh, the the binocular celebrations. You, <laughs> you got the court vision. Uh, you tweeted that you used to play point guard. Tell me your point guard history.
4: Yeah, it was when I it was when I was younger. Um, my coach he kind of saw the the IQ early at such a young age. So regardless of how tall I was, he just he stuck me there, and I, I was more of a pass first type of guy he had to tell me to shoot the ball a little bit more so I think that's that's where it all started just how young um I, I played point guard I was like 11 11 12. Okay. Um, so
3: like as a middle schooler now I'm, yeah. you weren't like a two-star point guard as a freshman or anything like that were you
4: no not well I I did it a little bit in high school I would I wouldn't say I was even point guard at that I was just like point forward really sure. that's when I started transitioning to like okay you can handle the ball but your ability also allows you to play three, four, um, yeah, three, four, and five eventually. So I learned that it's not even about just playing the point guard. It's just about using your IQ at your position. Um, you can make a play regardless of what position you play in. So I don't really look at it as position in the basketball nowadays.
3: Do you, have an, do you have a position in the NBA? Like, what are you?
4: Uh, three, four. If, if I'm going to say numbers, then I I'll, I'll one of those.
3: Yeah, forward of some flavor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, it seems like the team's going to play small. So the smaller you play, the less positions matter because you're going to switch and guard everybody. Yeah. Um, you'll have to play defender is what you'll have to play on yeah. that side think of the it's about one
4: position you can guard more so than offensively.
3: What positions do you think you can guard in the league?
4: Uh, one through four right now. Uh, we'll see as as it continues and guarding a real NBA five. Right. It's I know that can be tough, so... I'm gonna give those centers a little bit of respect right now and, uh, see, see once I get the opportunity, but right now I know for sure I can guard one through four.
3: Have they talked to you about your role for next season? Like where they envision you playing? I know it's like the middle of July or whatever. Have Mm -hmm. you had that conversation?
4: Um, I imagine it wouldn't be too much far from what I'm I'm doing right now. Um, knocking down open shots, playing defense, um, energy. So I imagine it'll be, it'll be pretty, pretty similar, but we haven't, had that conversation yet i'm sure uh that'll be a conversation i have with the coaching staff in the future
3: sure take me back to draft night that had to be a long wait like you, you knew you weren't going to go in the top 15 picks right so you're you're waiting like okay let's let's see what happens but where were you and kind of what was that what was that night like for you
4: yeah i was pretty com- confident not in not the top 15 area um but when it got past the the 20s that's where like at least even in the later 20s I had interest from from teams that I had worked out with saying okay uh it's between you and another guy and so I was pretty confident that somewhere in the in the late 20s that I, that I would go um just as like a sleeper and right. some somebody would take a chance on me and that's what I was thinking I was like okay I'm, I'm about to surprise the world with, with going earlier than what everybody expected so that was in my head but then as as it got to the 30s i was like surely i had some teams in mind that i wouldn't go past that had expressed interest like remember us on draft night we really like you we know you're gonna be great in the league so i wasn't really stressing. i was like okay latest i go here like early second round that's what i was thinking then when it got past some 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 teams that i was thinking that had expressed high interest i was like wow like this is, this is not what i expected so when it got past a certain number i was like regardless if i get drafted later on draft it is it's the same to me, honestly. Um, I felt slept on after, after that. What was the
3: number? What you were like? Oh, hell no!
4: When it got to the fifties, I was like, "This is ridiculous! You got to be kidding me!" Like, fifty
3: dudes better than you in the draft, right? Exactly.
4: I started hearing names called that I like. I would I killed some of those guys in workouts, and I was like, "This is ridiculous!" You get like, "Where's the camera at?" There has to be. A, this has to be a joke. So then, when it got past that, I was like, "Okay, it's not." I'm not even worried anymore. These teams just don't understand. I understand they don't. So right. um, I thought it was just a matter of opportunity and maybe I just wasn't seeing enough or whatever. So I, I, like, I like that I got picked at 57. I, I like where I'm at. I, I love the home that I have. And I, I, it was a perfect opportunity. It was great.
3: Yeah, I mean, there you're on a you've got a full nba contract there are mm-hmm. chances that it, you go at 41 you end up a two-way guy it is it is um you know you've got the security yeah. of this uh i would say ended up in a pretty good spot how much will 57 be on your mind when the season starts like how much will yeah. this that number even second to last be in on your mind when the season starts
4: yeah i i was so mad that night like well. I, I would say angry, like in the sense that I felt slept on. I was, it was a bittersweet feeling. I was happy sure. with the with the NBA experience, but I wasn't satisfied. And I was wondering, I was like, should I just be grateful of being drafted? And I was grateful, but I, I just felt so slept on. So I was still frustrated. And um, I seen the number 57 was available in the jersey. So I almost, I almost chose that, like just out of frustration. Like, okay, sure. I'm going to remember 57. And I, I didn't, I was like, okay, it's gonna, there's going to be a time where that this frustration and how mad I am wears off and I'm going to wish I just got a regular Jersey number. <laughs> so I, I went with 34. I didn't go with 57, but 57 will always be on my mind in, in some way.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, it'll. it's, it's part of your story. Who were you with on draft night? Are you watching with just like family and friends?
4: Yeah. I was watching with uh, a bunch of family and close friends. Uh, it, was, it was a good group
3: were they worried for you? Like, what's the, what's the feeling in the room when it's like 38, 39, okay, you know, like, what, what's the feeling like there?
4: Well, like, my my siblings and, and and teammates, they were just, they really just wanted my name to be called, and right. same with, like, a bunch of family members. They don't know how everything works, but my mom was kind of in the room with, with me and my agent, and I got, there's there's a video on my Instagram where it just shows me, like, I'm stressed, and I'm like, wow, like, I'm just in disbelief, so... Where my uh, friends and family and everything are, are out there, they're, they're like laughing and they're like, surely his name's going to get called. I'm like, man, it's getting kind of close. Like my name might not be even called. It's, it's crazy. So um, I think they were they they didn't they didn't know that there was a possibility of my name not even getting called. But I kind of saw it because I was in the room with the agent and then the, the, it just started happening so fast.
3: You didn't work out with the Blazers here, right? Before draft? You were in Portland? No. What was your contact like with the team prior to draft night?
4: Uh, I was pretty close with uh, the assistant GM now, uh, Mike Schmidt, Mm -hmm. and we had done an interview and he just, he got to watch me work out several times. So I know he had expressed interest through several connects of mine, old coaches um, and my agents. So I know that. I know that was always a possibility, even though I didn't work out with them.
3: Yeah, you met him like at the combine as well. I think you did. You had a sit down with him at the combine and stuff. I I don't need to blow up your private combos with him, but I think that was that was like on ESPN or whatever. Today's show was brought to you by RockAuto.com, the family business specializing in helping do-it-yourselfers for over twenty years, two decades of experience helping you save time and money if you are working on your car R- real real money too, 30 50 even 100 percent compared to when you're going to a chain auto parts store or a car dealership and time too because the a brick and mortar store just can't possibly carry all the parts for every make and model that's on the road now but rock auto was born online and born to help you with just this type of thing they're going to have all the parts you're going to need so why don't you go to their website right now and see all those parts that are available for your car or your truck and while you're there right locked on in there how did you hear about it box that way they know that we sent you amazing selection reliable, low price, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com
0: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked On Blazers. How about we finish up my chat with Jabari Walker, Blazers rookie. I know that we a lot of people have asked you this week about your dad. Um, so I don't want to like make this like, let's talk Samaki, the Sumaki uh-huh. hour. But like, you were pretty young when his NBA career ended, right? You were like four or five. Yeah. So you probably don't have many memories of him being a league guy. But yeah. what was it like just having him with sort of that, that background as a young hooper in your life?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, It's like, I, I said this in an interview the other day, just like, he, he started off where his his projection was supposed to be a star, kind of, you know, right. number nine pick, Dallas Mavericks. They kind of built a team around him, in in a, in a sense, where they traded up, traded everyone away one year, and um, he understood that it wasn't a winning program at the time, and he he kind of chased the the winning, the winning nature. So he he uh, went somewhere where he knew he he could impact and possibly win a ring, and he he knew he would take a backseat to guys like Tim Duncan, uh, Shaq. David Robinson, all those guys, but uh, he says it was one of the best decisions he's made. It taught him how to play basketball the right way, and um, just taught him how to play impactful, impactful basketball. So I said that if he was if he was a star, I probably wouldn't understand the game like I do. Um, but with him not being, you know, a star, he was a star at his role, but right. not averaging, you know, over twenty or whatever. He he kind of taught me the little. Little ways that a lot of people don't understand
3: the hardest thing to do in the NBA is stay there like <laughs> the, the easy thing to do is get your name called on draft night the hard thing yeah. to do is earn a contract in four games in Vegas like this is this is really the challenge uh what is do you guys like does he still talk hoops with you to this day like how, how what is your guy's sort of basketball relationship like
4: yeah it's like we're like this very close so like a lot of our, our conversations or messages, like if it ever got out to the media, we, you guys would be like, man, like I don't know if I could deal with that because at <laughs> times it's, it's tough. He just, he's so used to just keeping it real. He doesn't sugarcoat. He doesn't care for my feelings Some in a sense. Like he's just right. going to tell me what it is. And it's always been my job to take it or leave it. So um, I think what kind of separated me from a lot of kids my age is just the ability to, to take the information and, and not ignore him, even when he sent me paragraphs saying, oh, you were being soft um, at your age. I would I would have never even thought about that. Like sometimes that's hard to hard to hear. So um, I just I just took it and know that everything wasn't so literal literal, and it wasn't to attack me. He, was, You know, I'm his son. He has nothing against me. So once I learned that, it was all that I loved. And uh, it made me accept the knowledge and apply it.
3: You were a role player your freshman year in college. Mm-hmm. Then you t- kind of took this step to being the featured guy. Mm-hmm. How can that experience help translate to the next step as you transition to the NBA?
4: Yeah, just that the pressure of, of having to be one of those guys, it, I, it'll stick with me whenever I'm in that position. Whenever a bucket is needed, um, whenever I need to knock down a clutch basket. I'm used to it. Like I'm used to having that that weight. So now it's like I you know I want the ball in my hands during those times. I want to I'm so confident. I want to hit this shot. I want to get a rebound. Like it, even though it role your role's always evolving having that mentality and uh having that confidence is is one thing that'll stick with you from having to have had it before in your career.
3: When uh your your parents are out in Vegas, right? Yes. They
4: they were, they, they did, they've been going back and forth just with with the work and everything.
3: Yeah. 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 It's also like, they don't, you're the one who's trapped in Vegas for 10 days. They don't have to, (laughs) they don't want to have to deal with it. Um, Um, if, if my Vegas listeners, I apologize. It's hot there though. Jabari will tell you it's been hot and it's raining yesterday. It's a wild world out there. Yeah. Um, What, what is like, what does it mean for you to do this and have this moment with your family around you?
4: Yeah. When they, uh, it was official that I would be signing the the three-year contract that um, they, they flew out the, I think in like a day's notice or mm-hmm. whatever. So it just showed how much that moment meant to them and uh, how I've been working for this all my life. Like getting your name called on draft nights, one, one thing I've been wanting to accomplish, but signing my first NBA contract and being part of a, a roster is something you would dream about as a kid too. So, Um, they were there for that. We we shared the moment. I think I heard my, my dad almost shed some tears, which is very rare. So, um, yeah, it was, it's great. They've been by my side the whole time.
3: A life changing week. So so it's Mm -hmm. really special. Uh, when I talked to coach Boyle this week, he said that he was, what he was hoping for you is that you, that you would get a real deal. This is before you sign. I talked to him Tuesday, right? It's before you sign, he's saying, I really hope, you know, is the thing I'm rooting for is not that a two-way contract because I want him a real deal because the hardest thing to do is like find the right situation. Why yeah. do you think Portland is the right situation for you?
4: I, the Just the the young guys. It's like we're still kind of figuring out ourselves in a, in a little bit just because of the, the young nature. Um, obviously, we have, some, we have some great vets, but... I think I, I fit in right with the young side of the team, the young culture. So uh, with that being said, there's op- also opportunity, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I think just just nothing, you know, is, is as set as certain other teams and s- certain guys that were picked to, to play right away or may be sitting on the bench. Like, and I'm, I'm a guy that got picked later and there might be opportunity for me to play. So just that's one of the reasons. And then um, just the, you know, just the, the, the team setting, I don't know how other team camaraderie is, but right away I feel at home. Um, and I don't know if, the, if it's like that everywhere. So there's a bunch of intangibles and there's a bunch of situations that just play into it being the perfect fit.
3: Do you think you'll play right away? Do you think you have an opportunity to play early in your career?
4: I, I think so. Yeah. Why's that? Um, I think that just, just my IQ will allow me to adjust with the game fairly quickly. And you see, even just in these three games, I I haven't been a guy that started, but I've been somebody that has been in the game at the end during winning time. And that's how it's been throughout my career. I I didn't always start just because there was, you know, bigger names ahead of me, but when it came down to crunch time, my coach was like, how are we going to take him out? He's rebounding, he's defending. So if, if I'm doing that, then I don't, I don't see why I, I don't deserve to play.
3: What will you, you know, you guys We're actually, this is, this show is going to come out after you guys play Sunday. Um, so you might be a summer league champion by then with a ring on your finger. <laughs> uh, if, some, if some things break the right way for you, you guys, get to play in the game, some out of your control by the time. Yeah. happens. But um, after summer league ends and before you guys come back for training camp, what will you focus on the most? Like what have you kind of learned that you need to add to your game or even just add
4: physically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most importantly, getting getting my body right. Uh, a lot of stretching. A lot of uh, getting lower. I'm excited. Opening my hips. There's there's a numerous amount of things that uh, I got to improve on. But it just shows that I'm not. I haven't touched my ceiling yet. I'm far from where I need to be. So this is just a, a raw version of me. I'm still still got to watch a lot of films. Still got to understand how the game flows and how it works where i need to be my spacing can improve there's just so much stuff so this is just a a glimpse
3: where are you going to be this summer you're going to come out to portland or you're going to work out uh wherever you are now
4: yeah i'll go i'll go home for a little bit um where's home california okay la los Angeles, California. Yeah. yeah um i want to try to stop by colorado say say hello to my old teammates grab some things from school and then i'm gonna get out to portland earlier. Two or three weeks earlier than the other guys.
3: Right. Yeah. It's uh, and and then it starts. It comes quickly. Then everybody shows up around Labor Day. You're playing five on five and the yep. season is here and you get nine months of the NBA season. It's a ton of fun. I'm 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 excited to watch you grow. Uh Jabari, thanks, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show.
4: Thank you for having me. Anytime.
3: Thanks again to Jabari for joining the show. It was a ton, a ton of fun. A couple times during that episode, I referenced uh my conversation with Colorado basketball coach Tad Boyle that was last week's show if you missed my conversation that's Jabari's college coach and he shared some insight on what it was like to recruit and then coach Jabari make sure you check that one out and make sure you check out future episodes Lockdown Blazers rolling along all week including an appearance later this week from longtime friend of the program my friend Chuck if you all know who it is if you don't Longtime friend of the program, my friend Chuck, you're not going to want to miss this one. Tell folks about this episode. Jabari was a ton of fun, so this is a great. Um, if, if people are new to lockdown, Blazers, is a great place to hop in. Uh, it's a great place to to get in, to get into it during. You know the we're getting deep into the off season. This is you know if you're a Blazers fan, if you're someone who listens to a Blazers podcast in July, what a what a great one to jump in on. So tell your friends, have it, have them make it their first listen every single day. Make it your first listen every single day. Free on all platforms, five days a week. Make this your first listen. Make your second listen locked on NBA. We can get all the big news and all the big storylines as we cruise into the NBA off season. Come back for more. I appreciate you listening, and I'll talk to you soon.